Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have to? Because tattoo that business is like it brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hans. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm super excited today to share with you, again, someone who's going to help us to discover what we have, to develop it, and to put it out into the market. Listen, if you, if this is your first time checking out the Monetize Your Ministry podcast, welcome. And also, we want to invite you to subscribe. So if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, go ahead and li- uh, subscribe on those platforms that you're listening to and leave us a rating and a review. All right, listen, I am super excited. I'm not going to take a lot of time today because I want to get into this interview with our guest today. I have been following her online for the better part of a year. She popped up in my social media feed and I was like, who is this person sharing all of this great knowledge? And so I want to introduce to some and to present to others, Coach Kelly J. Coach Kelly J., welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, um, I don't know where it was. I think I may have uh, checked you out on a podcast or, but I just know every time I see you, you are always giving value. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I love yeah. to to show up in the space and and walk in my divine assignment and uh, and give back where I can. Awesome, awesome. Well, let me give a brief in, um, introduction bio to Coach Kelly J for those who don't know her. Uh, coach Kelly J is the coach's coach. She teaches the people that reach the people. And over the past twelve years, she's had the honor of guiding more than twelve thousand coaches, helping them to thread the needle, tying together strategies and the plans they've acquired. And so, Coach Kelly J, is there anything that I didn't share here today that you want to add to that bio so people could know a little bit more about you? Yes, not necessarily about me, aside aside that I'm, you know, besides that I'm approachable, is that everyone can use their story to step into the space of coaching. So before we even get into this conversation, I want to let everyone know that I am no different than Mm. any of you guys watching or listening to this. Um, we all have a gift that we all have a gift and we all have an assignment. So as you listen to me and, and, and we go through this interview today, know that whatever I'm doing is possible for you too. Oh, we're going to get into that. Cause one of the questions I'm going to ask you later on is a lot of people are saying coaching is saturated. Everyone wants to be a coach. And we, I want to, I want to ask you that later on in the podcast, but there's this question that I ask a lot of my guests is this. What is something people would be surprised to learn about Coach Kelly J? I would say two things, two things that I, that I sometimes share that really surprises people is that one, I grew up on a farm in North Carolina and people see me now and they're like, no way. They think I was like, had a silver spoon in my mouth all my life. No, not the case. My first job was feeding chickens like mm. every day before school, like farm farm. And then the second one is um, I used to do drug investigations. I worked for the Department of Justice. 
So I used to um, work. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. But I've made cocaine literally in the jungles of of South America, in, on on projects for the on behalf of the United States government. And when people oh. hear that, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Because I look so unsuspecting. But that was yeah. were my job. I went to college to do those things. Oh, now now, now, so we, now we're doing. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right. So well, you this, said this, something that no one would guess. Yeah, would you have no, guessed that? No, we have, you have guessed that? Not, no. Yeah, no, not at all. <clears throat> but this gives us a good lead into where we want to go with this, because you mentioned your good government. I've heard you talk about your good government job. Good government you know, job. Good government job. So take us back, because... When we talk in this podcast, we talk to people who are getting into business. Mm -hmm. We talk about people who are people of faith and see how their service, how they serve others can and be turned into a business. I mm -hmm. want to know, like, what did what was your career path earlier on before you even got into coaching, being Coach Kelly J? Kind of talk to us about where, where was your career path? My career path was basically that I bought the American dream that any any one of my age, 30s, 40s, 50s, which was go to college, get a good job, get married, have children, all those things. I followed that path. And so I was an academic scholar in school. Department of Justice came and interviewed me on campus and, uh, and drafted me to Department of Justice. Uh, at that time, I was in North Carolina. They drafted me to Atlanta, and that was my first job out of college. And I started with DOJ, got on some of the best cases, you know, traveled all around, worked at American embassies and whatnot. And I did that for almost 20 years until one day I found that it just wasn't for me anymore. I, I found that my season of life had changed. Well, and I know I listen to this right now. They're like, yes, my season of life has changed. It changes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and nobody tells us what do we do then? Yeah. Now, it's interesting 20 years. That's a long time. And 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 that's like a point where I don't know how many years do you have to work to get, you know, what they the promise, the payoff, right? A million, a million. And that was <laughs> that was the thing. I'd started so young. Okay. You have to have years in and gotcha. age. It's ah. not or age. So for people who start as young as I did as I did, which I think I started at like 22, 23, I would have had to work like 40 years, like literally to in order in order to get my pension. So I didn't leave with a pension or a package or any of those things. I literally you you can say quit or you can you can you can put it in uh the clothes of resigned to make it sound better. But yeah. um, but I really I really stepped on on faith departing a good government job. Yeah. Well, I didn't have the government job, but after 15 years, I uh, I don't say I quit. It, my my job told me I resigned. I said I transitioned. Right, I transitioned. Right. That was the, the nice way for me to say I just kind of stepped away. But to yes. your point, it's a point where a point of inflection that you said, a point of, uh, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. But kind of talk to us about that wrestling because for someone watching this, someone listening to this, those are hard decisions, Coach Kelly. Like we, yeah, had a family. I'm sure you had a family by this yeah. time. By this time, yeah. yes. I, yes, family, like, what, three, you know, what, husband, three children. It, yeah. it 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 wasn't I want to say it was an easy, easy decision. It was okay, I'll say this. It was a mm -hmm. hard decision until I decided and then I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Wow. When okay. you especially when you've worked at a job and I'm sure you worked at one or in a career for for a good amount of time, 
it really becomes your identity. And you don't consciously realize it until that's not your identity anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, working for, for the government in the capacity that I did, I had a badge so that if I needed to probably shouldn't say this on record, but imagine that you have a badge and you get stopped speeding, you're probably not going to get a ticket, yeah. you know? So Ooh. there was, there was, there was, um, now I wouldn't say yeah. cool things, but there was, there was, there was pleasant perks. things like that. There was perks. There was quite a few perks with the, with the type of job that I had. And even though I was ready to go and my season of life had changed, it's like an identity was stripped. So I didn't know what I was going to be facing until I was already in it. Like, well, who am I? And yeah. what time am I supposed to get up? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. What am I doing? Because you're on such a regimented schedule working at a place. You don't know what to do with yourself. Nobody talks about that. It's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's becoming a thing now as people are having the courage to no longer um, work in a corporate environment. Entrepreneurship is is on the rise more than it's ever been, I'm sure, in the history of the world, especially in our culture. But no one talks about the identity shift. Mm, that's right. That's right. It's a and, you know, and a lot of jobs, you are that job. You embody that job. My, my role, I was called something, right? Pastor. So to step away it was like I understand where you're coming from when you said that season has shifted. Now, how did you make the shift? Did you go immediately from government job into six-figure business the next day? Like, how did you make your transition? Because someone might be wondering, how do I do this? Should I just jump out there? Like, what's the what's your yeah. way? No, I had a I had a non-traditional route that I'll I'll share the short short story of it is that when I was starting to figure out like I this is not fulfilling a fulfilling career to me as much as it once was, I started a hobby that was centered around fashion and hair. And the name of the business was Natural Girls Rock, natural hair and fashion and things like that. Well, when I started that, it took off almost immediately. I didn't start it with the vision of it becoming this multiple seven figure brand in which it did. Now, this was back in 2011, 2012, where natural hair and hair products weren't as prominent and readily right. available in, in Walmart and CBS and places like that. So when I came out with these products, it like just went wildfire. And so I found myself uh, with an internet business, packing orders in the morning, early morning before work, going to work, driving an hour there, working, driving an hour home, and then, you know, cooking for my family, getting everybody in bed, and then packing orders. So that wouldn't be somebody's traditional way out, but that's just what happened. Well, now I look back and realize that that's when I really started coaching people because all my, my, my clientele was African-American women. And I found out very quickly in that business that they were trying to look good but they didn't feel good, if that makes sense, on the mm -hmm. inside. Come on, so talk. they were using those, those, uh, those physical trinkets and attributes to hide and mask being broken. Mm. And even though um, the, the degree, the field I was working with, was working in was criminal justice, my first degree is in psychology. So I found myself 
let it, it really spoke to me. And I found myself literally writing emails at work back to people, you know, who would email and say, how are you able to cut your hair? How are you, how are you, how are you being received in the mark in the, in the workplace with short natural hair? I want to cut my hair, you know? So I began to coach the women and before long, it had turned into a multiple six figure business, then a seven figure business and a multiple seven figure business. And within two years, um, I, I left. Wow. I left. Now my husband at that point was already a full-time entrepreneur and he'd been wanting me to leave the government for years, but in my mind, and I'm sure this is some of your listeners too, in my mind, this was uh, what I went to college to do. So I cannot leave. That's, yeah. that's not a thing. Leaving a yeah. government job is not a thing. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of people, that's like the dream, right? Like that's the dream. It's to get in with the government, right? To get in, you got a good government job, or back in the day, I don't know how old you are, but back in the day, if you had a, if you had a city job, <laughs> you had a government job, like you were doing good. And you know, all the people, all my friends that I'd gone to college with, none of them had landed the type of job that I had. You know, a six-figure salary job, traveling, all the things. But there's something to be said when your soul isn't happy. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So my my real struggle was, and I don't I don't worry about this much now. But my my real struggle, the younger me back then, was what are people going to think uh -huh. Uh -huh. of me? What are yeah. they going to say? with me leaving the government. They're going to think that I'm crazy. Am I making the right decision? Um, look, I turned 50 this year. I don't worry about that stuff now. But back then, that was a big deal. Right. Y'all, if you're watching this, listen to this, and you're, and you're in your 30s and 40s, it doesn't matter what they think because you know yeah. what? They don't have heaven or hell to put you in. That's right. They don't, they, right? They ain't, pay, they ain't paying your bills either. So they, Not one of them are they paying. Yeah. Not one. Yeah, yeah. Our guest today is Coach Kelly J. And so, Coach Kelly, you transitioned. So, I'm, I appreciate you giving me that background because I didn't know about the first business, the natural hair uh, mm -hmm. business. At some point, you transitioned into coaching. And yeah. before you tell me about that, I do want to ask you that question I, I, I started with earlier. Maybe you've heard this. This coaching thing is saturated. If you want to know how to make money, Say you're a coach and then coach people and tell them how to make money and you make money by being like you've heard all of that, right? All the, yeah. the memes and the slander. The yeah. And someone on here might be saying, Well, I think I should be a coach, right? But mm -hmm. it's it's too many already, right? Especially business coaches, too many of those already. So right. why should I even bother? So talk to talk to them. Yeah, I, I can argue both sides. One is for me, it's a it's a calling. Mm -hmm. I have discovered for me that my divine assignment is helping other people find theirs. Mm -hmm. So saturated market doesn't apply to me because if it's a calling or it doesn't apply to me or anyone who feels called to this work, if you are called to this work, meaning divinely, if you feel that, then your clients already exist. Your, your paths are going to cross when you step into that calling. 
and your your sheep will hear your voice. So saturation isn't isn't a factor at all in real life mm-hmm. for those people that are called. But now there's the people that oh well everybody's doing that. Let me do uh, that. Bad, yeah. There's that. You have no you have no real path. You're copying off of somebody else. You're looking at Sally trying to do what Sally's doing. You're looking at Tom trying to see what Tom is doing. And there's no real, you don't have any real meat or any real, real basis. You're going to, what I've seen is those people struggle with what, what to do, who to be, trying to pick what niche they're going to work in. And that's, you'll find it very saturated because there's a, there's way more lost trying to figure it out coaches than people that say, I, I feel called to do this. And wow. I work with the people who feel called. That's the wow. difference. You said divine assignment. And this is not the first time you said it. And this is the podcast, the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Like, do you, like, talk to us about what you mean by divine assignment. And, like, how is the intersection between that calling and then um, profit and, in you know, entrepreneurship and business? Like, how do those two intersect? It's it's a great question, and for those that that are called, they probably get it before I even mention it, right? And I know that you have to ask the question because you're the podcast interviewer. It's your it's your podcast. But for those not, they probably they probably would not understand what it what it feels like or what it is to have a calling on your life, right? Um, for for me and those that are called. When you walk in your divine assignment, and when I say divine, I mean from God, that's a way of Mm -hmm. saying it. Mm -hmm. I feel that we are, we were all made for a thing, to do a thing, Mm -hmm. some sort of assignment, which is divine because God made us, is my belief. Mm -hmm. Some people die and never figure out what that is. Some people in their natural, you know, What's the word I'm looking for in the in the natural realm? Mm-hmm. They they do figure out what that is. I feel that when you walk in that assignment, the revenue will flow from that wow. because you are doing what you were assigned to do. All right. That's I good. really do. I really That's do good. believe that. That's good. I believe that the money is the result of your of your of your works. Yeah. You know, Coach Kelly, as you've I've heard said a few things, it sounds like you believe that if I am called and I'm walking in that calling, resources and revenue are not going to be difficult. Correct. Now that doesn't mean that you can just sit on the couch and watch right. the stories and Netflix and eat bonbons and God is gonna come out of the sky and knock on your door. But if he if he designed you to serve his people, provision is going to be made for that to happen because you are just a vessel. Mm-hmm. You're really just, just being a vessel. And if it's what he designed you to do and he wants you to do, then why would he not make provision yeah, for that? Yeah, yeah. Why, would he, why would you not step into the overflow and abundance zone for that? Yeah. And it's, that's, it's the word abundance. That word abundance. I think a lot of times we bring a lack mindset to our business and to our work Absolutely. without understanding, man, our God is a God of abundance. Yes. And of more than enough. 
Yeah, yeah. And that will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. But I, I think many of us, and just from coaching the, the number of people that I have, many people struggle with abundance, overflow, especially in our culture. There's more um, scarcity and I really don't need that much. I need just mm -hmm. enough. And it's like, why do we keep allowing that generational curse to stay around? Many of us grew up in a in an environment of scarcity. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yep. We have McDonald's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A penny these are all, I don't know about you, but these are all things mm -hmm. that I, I heard growing up. Now, I grew up rich in morals and values, but money was not one of the things that we had in abundance. Right. It wasn't. Right. So if 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 you grew up for your, your viewers and listeners, if if you guys are somebody that grew up in that environment, then as you became an adult and uh, an adult and you're an adult now, that didn't just leave your being. You're still walking around with that belief. So what happens is as an adult. You always want to have everything on sale. You don't want to pay a whole lot of money for something. You come into the coaching space and you don't want to charge your worth. Because or pay, invest in yourself. Or, or pay to invest in yourself. Because you're walking around with a default scarcity being without even realizing it. Coach Kelly, we here now. You talk to, because I'm them. We're watching this. I got this scarcity thing. I'm wrestling with it. And you're my coach. Like, what would, how would you work with someone? Because, and, and we're here, because trust mm -hmm. me, my listeners, we all want to do good, but there's so much programming in us that says, but I shouldn't charge for it. It's programming. It's uh, it definitely programming. It's, yeah. So how would you coach well, us on that? Why, why shouldn't you? Let's talk about it. Like if you were the person, why shouldn't you have bundles and bundles of money? Because rich people get lost. Like it's all rich people are evil, right? Like, you know, there's that, that like, but oh, if yeah. I charge, if I charge too much, the people who really need it won't be able to afford it. Okay. Are those your people? Well, I want to help more people. I want to help as many people as possible. I'm, I'm, we're playing along. Okay. You know that's what yeah, you know. you're saying what people would say. You want to help as many people as possible. There's there's a lot of people that that need help that do have the money. Well, I don't know where to find them because all all my I've never paid that much for something. The thing is, that's that's a big misnomer. You don't find them. You show it valuable, and they find you. I'm gonna let I, I, I didn't, sit I didn't that one for a little bit. Okay, let, let, let's explore just a little bit. I'm on Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Before you reached out to my team, I didn't know who you were. That's right. You found me. Yeah. And how? How did you find me? You were providing value. You you were, you were giving Listen, there's a there's a video you did a few weeks ago. I mean, and I've been following you for a year, but there's a video you did a few weeks ago. I was like, this is gold right here on how to get people to show up for events that they sign up for. And I was thinking, I cannot believe this lady's giving this away. I can't believe Coach Kelly's giving this away for free. You said well, it to yourself. I can't believe her. I can't believe I'm giving this away for free. 
but you saw that. And from right. that, you said, I, had, I have to get her on my podcast. So you found right. me. I didn't find you. Your right. listeners that are that are hearing me right now, hearing us right now, they found me. I didn't find them. So when the core of what we're talking about in this part of the conversation is how do you find people that have the money? You don't. You show up valuable in your space and they'll find you. That's how that works. And you allow your messaging to differentiate the type of person you want to work with. Right? If I show up talking about you know, low ticket things and low vibrational, you know, not to overuse a buzzword, but you know what I'm saying? Low yeah, vibrational, yeah. then I'm going to attract that person. If I show up talking about more, uh, you know, higher elevated things, I'm going to attract that person. Yeah. Right. That's so good. you provide that value. But we listen to this, though. We really, especially culturally, again, I hate to nail that in the ground, but it, it is true. I've worked with I've worked with mm -hmm. all culture. We only do that, that we only have that mindset with money. Now, watch this. You don't wake up in the morning and say, I hope there's enough air for me to breathe today. Mm. I only need just enough to get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody asks you now, I don't know if you have kids, but if somebody asks you, how healthy do you want your kids to be? Oh, decent, just decent. right? Yeah, just, I just decent. Want just, just, just decent. I want them to, you know, decent. Yeah. <laughs> how much how gas? Well you want to, how well like, you want them to do at school? Ah, uh, just passing, right? Just passing. Yeah. We don't do that with anything else. Yeah. Except money. Wow. wow. Ah. Coach Kelly, you're talking good. Uh, folks, if you, you're you on here now, you know, put some fires in the in the chat if you're watching this on a video because you know this is this is real. And and Coach Kelly, as you said it, right, it's a lot of this is you're, 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 you're causing us to probe our thoughts. And and I want to use this to, to, to segue into that's coaching. Like, it's coaching. this is why yeah. you need a coach because you – you watching this, you listening to this, like me and like all of us, we have limiting beliefs and we cannot mm -hmm. see our own limiting beliefs. But someone like a Coach Kelly can help you to, to, to just face that by just asking the why questions, right? That's what I was saying. Might sound like very logical to you until you explore that with a coach and they help you to figure out. What's really behind that? Right. And all of us need one. I don't want to sit here like I'm the elite and I don't need one. Every Everyone needs a coach. I have blind spots. Mm -hmm. We all have blind spots. It's just that at different levels, the blind spots are different. Right? But a lot of people start at that default mindset of scarcity, which was the conversation that we were that yeah. we were having. And yeah. when you can when you can shift scarcity mindset to abundance mindset that my friends is where the world for you literally opens up. I know it sounds cliche, yeah. but when you can turn that switch, the world is yours. You know, coach Kelly, you completely different. You know, you've said it, you said it. And by the way, I know I've seen you personally invest in coaching because I've seen you 
on uh, Dr. Myron at Goldman Golden's um, program mm-hmm. and others. So I know you do it. And you said it. If you switch that mindset, the world opens up. And I know someone is here and they're skeptical and they're thinking, you're just saying that because of where you are. But just help us because you can, you know, it's almost like you can be in in the small pond for so long, you don't know there's an ocean out there. So help us to kind of stretch our minds today. There is an ocean, you guys. It's it's hard to just say it because the first the first thing, the first step is belief. Mm. If you can't let yourself believe one that it's possible and two that it's possible for you, then anything mm. else beside behind that won't work. Yeah. I can talk to someone until they're blue in the face. If and if they don't have the belief that it's possible, I can't help them. That wow. has to be first. Is this possible? Do am I worthy enough to live in a, a, a world of abundance and overflow without feeling guilty? Yeah. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many how many people come into my space and they begin to make money more than they ever thought they would. And they're scared to tell their family and friends about it because it's not their norm. Yeah. And they'll be judged because of that. Yeah. Judged, shamed. You think you're better than us now. Yeah. I work with generational curse breakers. Yeah. And even when they start making that money, it's hard for them to go back to their family who is still holding on tight to the generational curse of poverty. Mm. Coach Kelly, you, you're dropping the bombs today. So Coach Kelly J, you 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 talked to us about your career, moving into the space with the here, um, the natural here business. When did coaching come into this? Tell us about that. Coaching came into it just a little while in, like I said, when when I noticed that the women were feeling were, were, were just buying the trinkets and whatnot to cover up who they really were. And I would just spend more and more and more time talking to them. And I found that I enjoyed that more than actually having a store, because at that point I had a brick and mortar store. So I left the brick and mortar store, still had it running, you know, kept a, you had a staff and everything. And I had that brick and mortar store all the way up until the beginning of the pandemic. And then we closed the store. Mm-hmm. Um, happily, we were already closing the store going into the pandemic. I had already made the decision um, earlier that year that I just did not want to do that anymore because I felt like my being was split, even though I had a staff working there. It was when you're when you're still responsible for something, you're still responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not there, you're still it's still taking up some mental capital yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in your head. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's when I moved into the coaching space and I started it being a life coach when I got my certification and all of that. And then pretty quickly I, I discovered in coaching B to C, which means business to consumer, I discovered there's a lot. Now y'all get this. And if I'm stepping on some toes, I'm sorry, not sorry. I discovered that there's a lot of people, women specifically, that want to hold on to their story. 
like they have a victim mentality. So mm. when I found myself coaching people who wanted to stay a victim, secondary gain, you get to complain every day, you get a check, you this, you this, you this. Like we've all met those people that something is always yeah, wrong. Always wrong. Yeah. And they have a solution. How does it go? They have a they problem have, for every solution. They have a problem for every solution. There was a good number of people like that. And I was like, this is heavy. I can't help people who don't sincerely want to be helped. And that's when I shifted from coaching B to C, business to consumer, to B to B, business to business. So I started coaching people who coached people. And that's how I came up mm. with I people to reach the people, which is my tagline. Mm -hmm. So now I, I, I coach people who coach people because that person is more serious. They're running a business. Mm -hmm. Make sense? They have goals. They have goals. Things they have goals. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's important to note too that I'm not just teaching people who are in it to, to I'm not just teaching business coaches that are, that are doing it to, I don't want to say make more money, but every, every result that somebody is going for is not monetary in nature. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. That's, that's where a lot of the saturation talk comes from. Like, like we were talking about earlier, there's so many coaches. I can help you make money. I can help you make money. I can help you make money. A lot of my coaches have, are teaching soft skills, not hard skills. For example, uh -huh. I have several people who come to me and they've gone through a divorce. And so now they teach, they become a divorce coach and they teach other women how to successfully go through a divorce. That's not a money making thing, but that woman who is going through a divorce right now doesn't feel like she can, you know, finagle her way out of the emotion part of it. She will hire somebody who just went through that. It's not a it's not a money making thing. So you can go into coaching not off of helping someone make money, but rather helping someone live life better. That makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. And I think that's in line with what we talk about here. Sorry? I was just saying that's another reason why it's not saturated, because yeah. everybody's not doing it in that way. And I think that's what you're saying. Like, this is my ministry. I want to help people in terms of the example you gave, divorce recovery coach, right? I'm helping someone and I am building a business off of that. So it's not just about the money. Because if it was just about the money, we could probably, you know, find something else. But I want to help right. a person and build a successful business at the same time. Exactly. Because that that person that's helped the coach that's helping the person going through a divorce in our example they're still taking up their time to do that. So that still costs the person that's signing up for that program. That person is still collapsing the healing time with, with telling them what they did when they went through their divorce. That costs. Yeah. Just like I have, I work with a lot of weight loss coaches that you're there. You're taking up your time, making them a meal plan. Right now, there are instructions for their workout, checking in on them that costs. So they invest in that person's weight loss program, right? So there's other things besides making money 
teaching somebody how to make money that you can make money off of. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So coach Kelly, um, you, do you look, as you look at the work you're doing now, coaching coaches, teaching people that reach the people, and you look at your educational and work journey, how do you see everything that you did and all your experiences, how do they factor into or connect with what you're doing now? How does, what's the connection there? That is such a great question. Now, I couldn't have known it back then when I was doing all that training in how it would play out now, but it totally does. That's why I know, oh, God, you have a sense of humor. This was orchestrated like all along. In coaching, you use so much skill set in regards to body language in really determining what the person is thinking, feeling, saying, lying, not lying. I have all of that from my previous career as an investigator. You know, I did my 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 basic training at the FBI Academy, right? So we had to be master skill, negotiating skills, master body language skills, master uh, debriefing skills, debriefing meaning, you know, interviewing someone. Mm-hmm. When you're on a discovery call as a coach. It's the same, it's the same skill set. So when I sit across from a client, I mean, within two minutes, I can tell you what's going on with this person, two or three minutes. I I can tell you what's going on with the person because of that past skill set that I have that I bring into this, that I now teach my clients how to do it with their clients. I love that. I don't know. And I'm not saying I'm the best coach on the planet. I'm not. But I have a particular set of skills. Uh-huh. That <laughs> you know what that when you said that you know you know what that sounded like. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have a particular like, set of skills. I have a particular set of skills that I'd venture to say I not many, if any, coaches in in this stage, in this doing what I do, have that set of skills that they're bringing into this. I'm sure they have others. They do. With this particular set of skills, I have it and I teach it to to my clients, which makes them really good at what they do. I love it. Makes sense. And then you mentioned your first degree is in psychology. So it sounds like it all is working together. Right. As you said, it was orchestrated the whole time is what I'm saying. But I didn't I couldn't have known that then. And you couldn't have planned it. It had to be someone, you know, God had to plan it. And and did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Absolutely. I look absolutely. back now and, and, and that's why I tell my coaches, I say that thing that you were going through that you thought was going to take you out. It was preparing you for a time such as this, that now you are you are the vessel that's being trusted to help other people going through that now. Yeah. So they're it. so happy to find that their pain has come full circle. I love it. And that's why Kelly, they don't this have is so this is so good. That's this why they don't so have competition. Yeah, I, I love it. Like this, this, this makes sense. This makes sense. So I want to get you out here on a couple questions. One is you look back at when you've started your coaching journey. What's something you would tell that coach Kelly J from the just the benefit of hindsight? What would you say to her back then when you were first starting? I'd say. And I know it's going to sound cliche, but I'd say just 
be you. Mm. Just be you. When I first started doing YouTube videos, when I had my natural hair brand is when I first started doing my YouTube videos. YouTube was out, but it wasn't a thing. There wasn't courses on it. There wasn't the right way to do it. There was none of that. This was before the boom. This was in 2010, 2011, right? Mm-hmm. And I would just come on and I'd literally be, you know, twisting my hair in, in, the, in my bathroom and I would just set my phone up and I would just turn it on and I would just talk. There was no right way. Mm-hmm. So I was just being me. There was no right way. There was no wrong way. I was just being me. And so I did that for a while. And then all these courses and whatnot started coming out of the right way to do it. And I retracted for a while until I realized I've been doing this before. I've been doing this longer than these people making these courses. (laughs) So what I would say is just yourself. Right. These courses made me second guess myself. So for all your your watchers and listeners, listen, just start. Just do it. Trust your inner being and go. That's what I'd say to myself. I love that. I was going to ask you like to give us a couple practical tips for someone who is getting started in business, but I feel you just gave us a mic drop right there (laughs) on that coach Kelly. Like, because you you say it you say it's all right. That second guessing, like, oh, maybe not. I read something else. I saw some show up on my Instagram. This guy said this. This lady said that. And right. so many of can't start. We got an overload of information. It's just like, man, overload of information. Yes, start. start I would say this. Mm-hmm. Come on, give it to me. I would say this. Trust yourself. But get in a community of like-minded people is one of the most important things you can do. Because we're in the generation of really first generation entrepreneurs in our culture, you know, the, the mass majority, not saying that there, that there has never been entrepreneurs in our culture or never been millionaires in our culture, there has been, but this is the biggest push ever. So that said, there's not a lot of people from what I've seen, there's not a lot of people that are in the same family, if you will, or in the same circles that are doing the same, that, that are the one, you know, um, that's, that's taking the leap and, and deciding to be the generational curse breaker. So for that, if you are watching or listening right now, and you're the person in your family, in your circle, in your church, at your job, that's like, you know what? I'm ready for something different, but there's nobody around you that you even feel safe saying that to without them talking you out of it or making you think you're crazy for, for dreaming too big. You must, it is imperative that you put yourself in an environment of the other generational curse breakers. So y'all can all represent for your family and you, you, you're in a space where where you're allowed to think big and in a space that puts a demand on your greatness. If you can do that, you're going to be positioned to win. I love it. Coach Kelly J, please tell my audience, please tell the folks watching and listening how they can stay in contact with you, get more information from you. If they want coaching from you, how do we do it? Coach Kelly. Yes, by all means, you can reach me on Instagram. That's my most active platform. It's at coach Kelly J. 
on Instagram, um, on uh, YouTube. It's uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Coach Kelly J on demand on YouTube. And if you want to come to one of my free classes, I teach uh, free classes here and there that are just packed with value. And at the end of that class, you can decide, hey, I think I want to work with Coach Kelly and her team. You can always find that over on my Instagram um, and you click the link in my bio. I want to give you the website, but our offers change all the time. Well, I'll go ahead and give you one. Go to impactfulandpaidcoachworkshop.com. That's the one that we're doing um, uh, now. But since those those offers could change anytime, always stay close on Instagram. It will always be uh, in the link in our bio. Yep, that's it. it. Impactfulandpaidcoachworkshop.com. Right? Yes. All right. And then this is your Instagram, Coach Kelly J. And Coach Kelly, thank you. That was amazing. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been awesome. And and I'll tell you what, I want to just encourage those of you who are watching, listening to this. Like, this has really challenged me, and I hope it's challenged you to not give in to lack, not to give in to scarcity, but to to embrace the abundance that God has for you. And God has through you. So I just want to encourage you. Take that, put that into action, and go monetize your ministry. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.